Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, January 11th, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Tuesday, that can mean only one thing. The sun is shining, and Dwayne Long is here checking in from the capital city of Columbus. Dwayne, how goes it? Football season, at least college season is over. It was, it was just a really good weekend, though. I mean, the NFL was crazy on Sunday. And then last night, you know, there were people saying that wasn't a good game, but I thought it was a really good game. I hate that the college season is over. We made it through, though. You know, we don't have to worry about some of the things that have uh, that, that plagued us last year. So we made it through. Last night, Georgia beats Alabama 33-18 to in the national championship game. I think the reason most people felt like it wasn't a good game, because the first half had no touchdowns. It was kind of a defensive struggle. Things opened up in the second half. You got to think the injury to former Buckeye Jamison Williams really damaged Alabama's offensive attack. Not every team can be as deep at wide receiver as your Buckeyes, Dwayne. What did you think of the game? First thought that jumps into my mind is I've seen some mock drafts that have James going number one receiver going off the board in this draft, and, and they lost him. That's huge, and they, had, they were already down Mechie, so... You know, they got nobody running around out there with any kind of experience. It showed up. There were several balls dropped that should not have been dropped. It could have had an impact on the game. Jamison Williams would have housed them. So uh, I think it really does come back to uh, Alabama was down their nuclear weapon and, and, their, and their backup weapon. And, and Georgia came to play again. Georgia, they won the game. Yeah, I believe that it still goes back to, to Jamison Williams not being in there, but Georgia still had to go out and win the football game, and they did. The Georgia quarterback, Stetson Bennett, obviously, anyone who has a television can see he doesn't have an NFL future, but he did uncork some really nice deep throws, and their receivers came down with him. Both those defenses, man, I did not sit there thinking Ohio State should be in this game. I would agree that both those teams were probably better than Ohio State, which is fine. Ohio State has changed their defense around, hopefully, and can get in there in the mix, but you saw what looks like Man, the first half, those guys were getting after it defensively. Both those teams are just stacked. I think Ohio State's offense is clearly better than either team, but I don't know if Ohio State could stand in the ring with them now. Defensively, we are not We are not in that category. We are not. But I agree with your comments that, that offensively, you know, we were going to score points. Whether we would hold them down, that is – I don't know. I don't think either Alabama nor – Georgia were dominating offenses by any stretch of the imagination. I think we're clearly the better offense, but uh, I'm sure that they would have found a way to score 40 points on our defense. That's what there's what it comes back to. And we're changing, we're bringing in a new defense coordinator. And that makes sense to me. That's what needs to happen. As much as things change though, Dwayne, they stay the same. I am looking at the odds to win next year's college football playoff, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio state, Clemson, Oklahoma. So I will say Oklahoma's tied with Michigan, but things look good for next year. ESPN's rankings for next year came out. Number one, Alabama, 
Number two, Ohio State. I feel very strongly about Ohio State for next season, and we'll get into this in detail on our next show. But just as they were inexperienced this past season at quarterback, running back, center, they will be experienced and elite at all those positions. So we got to look forward to that. Uh, I like those first three. I'm not absolutely sure that why Oklahoma's in there. They, they now have lost both their quarterbacks and their head coach. And I believe a few other coaches. I think that's a bit optimistic. But other than that, you know, yeah. Uh, and, and you look at Michigan, it was so important that their defense, you know, they're losing those two ends, and that was huge. So uh, we'll see. I, I think that, you know, we generally have to look at what's happened here just gradually over the last few years. We've got Ohio State, Alabama, and then you have Clemson and Georgia, and then you have the field. And that's the way it is, and that's the way it looks like it's going to be for a while. Maybe maybe you'll see LSU with a new coach coming in here. Uh, we'll see what happens at USC. There's, you know, that recruiting ground out there, with especially with a guy like Lincoln Riley, he's already had an impact. Uh, USC, you have to uh, make sure you, you look in your rear view and, and see if they're coming back. Generally, yeah, you know, you've got those four that have separated themselves from everybody else. It's up to them to, to recruit better and uh, try to challenge into that playoff. You know, I don't know when they're going to expand the playoff. That seems like the one way that they can get in, get a better opportunity to try to win at other teams, I mean. These guys are just out recruiting. Oh, we have to throw Texas A&M out there. That recruiting class was ridiculous. They got three of the top seven defensive linemen in a country. Come on, man. That, that's just some crazy recruiting. And Jimbo Fisher can coach. He's won a national championship. I think that's a good point, and they are recruiting like gangbusters. Clemson, to me, would be the team I would pull out of there, although I really love their quarterback they have coming in, Cade Klubnick. If anybody watched the All-American game, they saw he is a special football player. We're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about offensive line upheaval. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back. Dwayne's specialty is offensive line. We have dealt with Greg Stadrawa for the last X number of seasons. I think the number is six. He is gone. In Justin Fry from UCLA. Dwayne, the floor is yours. Your thoughts on the loss of Greg Stadrawa and the addition of a new offensive line coach in Justin Fry. Um, if you go back, you know, you, obviously you wouldn't want to go through that many years of of post, I was never that convinced that Stud Rombo was uh, was a really outstanding offensive line coach. You know, all you have to do is watch the Michigan game, and then you have to look at the the personnel that we have. There's absolutely no way that a good offensive line coach would let us get dominated like that. We finally ran into some into a team with a couple of outstanding ends and 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 some physically tough guys that were just going to. Get, sitting there and bang heads with you and they won the game for him offensive line was not there this change 
needed to happen. I want to do a deep dive into Justin Fry. I'll come back with, with a report to uh, Bucknuts, Buckeye Nation, tell you what I think from there. But every all indications are this was a good hire. I want to look into it myself. I really love that Stud's going. Whether uh, I'm happy with Fry, I'll, I'll let you know here soon. This much we know, Justin Fry is going to be working with some new parts, one of whom is Carson Hensman. The Wisconsin native chose Ohio State over Wisconsin. He was down at the All-American game. He committed down there. Bill Curlick gave his seal of approval. What do you think about adding Hensman? Doesn't follow your plan, Dwayne. This is a guy who's likely going to come here just to play guard, maybe center. Well, we still need him, you know, and he's a big dude. And here's the thing about it. I have said all year, this is not a good offensive line class, the class of 2022. It's just not. So getting one of the better ones in this class, it makes it that much more important. When there's so little to choose from and you get a guy that you would want in any year, that's a good thing. He's a good football player. He's a good football player. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a, a guy that is old school, and it's been around recruit tackles. Take the best, put them in a tackle, slide the others inside the guard. That's just the way it is. Uh, we had some arguments on the site about uh, recruit guards. No, you recruit tackles. Everybody does it. It's not just Ohio State. Every college in the country recruits tackles first. They're more athletic. They can slide down inside. Guards can't play tackle. Tackles can play guard. That's just the way it is. But this, you know, there are, I've said this all along, there are exceptions to the rule. And I think we've got, we've got several of them right now. I think Donovan Jackson is going to be an incredible guard. I absolutely do. He wasn't the only addition of a big human being down there. Hero Canoe, unfortunately, was not able to play in the game because of the vid. Quite an impressive young man. What do you think of the addition of Hero Canoe? Looks like a guy that will be able to play some end, some tackle. Mark Porter did a review of him and said the best case scenario will be Cameron Hayward. Now, that would be an unbelievable scenario, but your thoughts on the addition? Oh, I could agree with Mark Moore. This guy is as mobile a 300-pounder as you're ever going to see. And the fact is, he's so inexperienced, Dan. People think about, well, uh, you know, they don't realize that he's last year is his first playing football. This is a German, this is a kid that came in from Germany, and this is his first year playing football. Wait until he learns how to play football. He's absolutely dominant, running people down from behind at that size. I mean, you throw these guys out there from the last two classes and don't tell me that they're not as good as, as the, the front uh, for Georgia and Alabama. Don't no, don't try to, don't try to tell me that I'm not going to argue with you. We've got some talent. I've said this forever. You win championships with defensive line and quarterback. We have the best quarterback. I'm saying that you can go ahead and say that, that after just one year as a starter, C.J. Stroud's the best quarterback in Ohio State history. He is. Wow. And he's and and he's he's going to get better. I mean that that performance in the in the Rose Bowl was, you know, you're thinking how many how what percentage of passes did he hit? How many of the ones that he didn't hit were drops? It wasn't his fault. He's phenomenal and just going to get better. I would pick him right now as the best quarterback in Ohio State history after one year as a starter, as a uh, sophomore. Yes, I say that. Them's fighting words. But you know what? When you sit back and think of it, it's kind of hard to argue. 
it is nice that we've had some first round draft picks to contend with recently to make it a good argument, but that's one we got to chew on. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. Things are fast and furious, Bucknutters. Keep it locked on the site. Have a good one.